Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello and thanks for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because it's the grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neuroprint Biosciences, and uh, the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Laura on with me, Laura Vazak, um, who is from Florida, and she's going to be sharing her story uh, with us and her journey with HD and uh, share three squeezes with us um, and what that is and um and basically maybe how we can do something similar um laura thank you so much for joining me today oh lauren it's my pleasure thank you so much for having me so let's start off with why don't you tell a little bit about your story and your background okay wonderful thank you so much um so the hd world for me started with my grandfather, who was one of 11 children, um, 10 of them having HD. And then my mother, um, she was one of two children, and she had HD, and my aunt was at risk. My mother passed away in 2003, and um, I have two siblings, two brothers, and one of them has Huntington's disease, and then I was tested back in 1998, and I tested positive. So I am gene positive and non-symptomatic at this moment. Knock on a lot of wood. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so yay for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever we can do to stay that way. That's right. That's right. So do you take care of your siblings um, with HD? Not. Um, well, I actually, by far, I do, I guess. My brother and I, my oldest brother and I share the responsibilities. Like, I do all his finances and make his doctor's appointments, and then my brother lives with him. I live in Florida, and he's in New Hampshire, so it's really hard to have the distance, but we do share in the responsibility, so it's an effort. It was hard with our mom because my mom got sick when I was in high school, and my brothers had gone off and were raising their families. And so I um, kind of had that responsibility on my own. So now having to take care of my brother, it's nice to have a joint effort and not sort of be in it by myself. Absolutely. What part of Florida do you live? I'm in South Florida. Okay. Yeah. So I was born in Orlando and my dad, um, he, he passed away, but he... Um, <laughs> He loved Florida. That was his place. He said he was solar powered and he and my mom lived in uh, Tarpon Springs. I say that to people all the time. On rainy days, I'm like, I'm not working today. My, my soul and my heart are not in it. I yep. love that. He <laughs> said it all the time. And um, yeah, so they lived in Tarpon Springs, uh, Florida for a long time. 
until he got too sick and then they moved up to North Carolina. But yeah, they loved it down there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The beach has been, it's just my place where I run away and somehow just seem to um, get a boost on the days where I need a little a mental pick me up and, and just kind of go and get your clarity and um, just see God's most beautiful creation and and it's just um it's just that little runaway and a little escape I can get to so I get that <laughs> I get so that. let's talk about three squeezes what is three squeezes okay so um back when my mom when I was in high school and I had to put my mom into a nursing home one of the hardest things that I had was every day I would go and I would feed her lunch and I would leave the nursing home and I just had this emptiness because there was no communication left with my mom. She was just a shell of a person and she would just stare at me with a blank stare and I was the one doing all the talking and there was no communicating back. And I was mentioning to a friend how much this just, it just hurt me so much to lose her. I had this physical body, but I, I didn't have anything left of, of an emotion. And um, I felt like I had already lost her many years before I lost her, if you can understand. Um, so he had said to me, you have to open up the communication in a different way. And he told me this little thing that him and his grandmother had done and that they used to squeeze each other. I love you. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to do that. So I would go into the nursing home and every single day when I feed her lunch, I would squeeze her wrist three times and I would say, I love you. And after a while, she squeezed me back. And I'll never forget the day that she actually squeezed me back. And I thought, wow, this person who's in this, in this body who I didn't know had this ability to be able to communicate back to me because I thought the disease had robbed her of everything just communicated back to me. And it just left me with such a blessing and um, such an amazing last part of who she was. And just, that was just one of the things as a child, it, my mom always said, I love you to me. And it was so important. And I just, it was the one thing that really hurt me. And I felt like I was robbed of it. And yet I got it back. And it was so amazing. So that's where that started. That's so awesome. And makes a very good point in that, you know, just because our loved ones um, have lost the ability to communicate verbally does not mean that they are not there and not aware. Um, it's just we have to find a way to communicate in a different way. So I love that you did that. Um, and I, I just absolutely love that story. Is it something that now you do maybe with your brother? Um, you know, how do you use it now? So actually what has happened was after my mom passed away, um, how this whole thing came about was um, my, I hadn't done it in years after she passed away and um, my dad had started to get sick and my dad was really big into the um, HD community and had gone to all the conventions and my parents, just a little backstory, had gotten divorced when I was about five. And um, my dad unfortunately became an alcoholic and was drink and was a drinker. And I didn't have a childhood with him. I did. I lost many years of 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 a relationship with him. And um, when he got sick, I had to hire a nurse. And um, I hired this one lady to take care of him. And 
instantly became just best friends. I mean, she was, after losing my mom, she was everything that my mom was as a nurse, as a person. And I just had this immediate connection with her. And, um, we went out to dinner one night for my birthday. And this is many years after my mom had passed and we were taking a picture. And during this picture, she grabbed my hand and she squeezed me three times and I jumped back and I was like, you know that, you know, three squeezes. And she said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I told her the story and she said, no, I don't know what made me do that. I just did it. And I told her the story. And so we started doing it with my father and lo and behold, during this time that we did it with my dad, we didn't know what the end of my dad's life was going to be. And because I had done that with my father and, um, my father even had asked me one Christmas to go out and have a bracelet, find a bracelet that has a heart and have it engraved three squeezes on it and give it to her from us. So we did that. And my father ended up at the very end of his life intubated the last um, couple of months of his life. And while we were in ICU, we were doing the three squeezes with him and the ICU nurses were just blown away by it. And they thought, oh my gosh, you guys have to communicate this with everybody. You don't understand how many people come in here and can't communicate because either they're intubated or they have a CPAP mask on or whatever. And they were blown away by this. So I said to her, we need to do something once, you know, I've gone through this um, loss of my father and so that's exactly what happened after I lost my dad. It was one of the lowest times of my life. Um, now having lost both my parents and having lost a brother to suicide earlier that year, I just was at one of the lowest times of my life. And I grabbed onto three squeezes and I thought, I have to put this out there. I have to teach everybody. I have to be able to have everybody get that communication that I got and that I was able to have with my mother and then later on never realizing the impact that it would have with my father. So that's how Three Squeezes was born. And we made a couple of beaded bracelets and we went to our first HD convention in Jacksonville and we sold every single piece of jewelry that we came there with, even off of our bodies within two and a half days of the, our first convention. And we're just blown away by the response that we had and how much, how, what an impact it made on other people. And as we were telling the story to people, as they were walking up to our table, they were crying and we just couldn't believe the emotion that was put behind it. So that's remember the bracelet. <laughs> yes. I remember that convention. <laughs> so oh, I remember, yeah, when I went to get one, there weren't any left. So that is so funny. I just remembered that because um, I was there. I was at that convention. Okay. So, yeah, that's awesome. It is. It definitely is. So um, we have had our ups and downs in business. Unfortunately, COVID has been really hard on us because our manufacturer that was starting to work with um, an idea that we had, unfortunately, everyone's just, it's become so hard with COVID with the manufacturing and getting materials. And so that's where our struggle right now is really finding a manufacturer. We still have some of our pieces and we're um, selling off the rest of the things that we have. And we're working really hard at um, a new design and trying to get something out there and hoping to do that this year. That is my goal. I am not stopping until I find that person out there. So that's awesome. Um, do you have like a website that people could go to to check out everything? Have you considered doing like a, what is it, where you can 
do a crowd share type thing where people will give you money to find what you need? Yes, I actually have thought about that before. So yes, um, my website is www.threesqueezes.com. And um, I have a little secret to tell you. My business partner does not know this right now. And um, this will be a surprise for her. But our website was rather on the old side. So I secretly went to our web designer. And our website will be launched today, our new one. Oh, awesome. It's going to be a surprise for all of us, actually. So I'm that very is awesome. What, is it the number three or the word three? Number three. Okay. So www the number three and then squeezes s q u e e z e s dot com. Yes, absolutely. And I have one other quick little surprise. So oh, yay! I love surprises. <laughs> so there's going to be a bracelet on there with um, three squeezes, and there's going to be a pure HD charm. I only have a limited amount of them, and we have named that bracelet Katie after our beautiful president. So um, Katie has really touched my heart and meeting her this past year has just been such a blessing. So we wanted to name that bracelet after her. That's so awesome. Thank I'm writing it down that because I'm going to go on there and <laughs> check it all out. Um, and 20% so of the proceeds will go for help for HD. 20% of the proceeds go towards help for HD. Well, um, that is so amazing that you, um, have turned this into something and it's not just something that, you know, obviously that you use with HD, it's something that's a communication technique in any end of life situation. And I work at a hospital, um, and, um, you know, there's more than just HD that I, I deal with in my mom's side of the family and in other things. And, um, specifically Alzheimer's, um, but, you know, those are all things that, like, nobody thinks about at the end, right, like, all I thought about at the end was holding my dad's hand, so he would know that I was there, because I knew he couldn't talk, um, so I just love that, I wish I would have thought of that, um, that's, it's such an awesome thing, Thank you so and I'm much. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And not only the bad times, but the good times too. It's yeah. a nice little thing to have with your friends or your family or your children or anybody. So Absolutely. Well, cool. So we will definitely promote this. And you have a limited number of the Cure HD charms. And you're calling it Katie. Um, so, yeah. So everybody needs to go and buy one of these. <laughs> just saying um or if you can help with manufacturing as many people as we have that listen to the show or um you know if you can help with manufacturing ideas um certainly get in touch yeah get in touch with laura get in touch with me i can send her information uh to you or other way around however you want to do that um but yeah we we will make it happen because i think this is such a brilliant simple thing, but so brilliant. Thank you, Lauren. And we don't even want to stop at jewelry. We've, we've talked about other things we've talked about. We've talked about chocolate. We've talked about candles. We've talked about wine, which of course would be our favorite thing. So this <laughs> brand just doesn't stop at jewelry. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, 
I wish you all the luck with that. Um, I definitely want to help in any way that I can. So what are you said next steps are finding a manufacturer. Obviously, you've revamped your website, which your partner will find out. Um, <laughs> what else could we <laughs> what else could we do to help you with this? This is just this is a huge bonus. This is a huge start. I'm just having the brand put out there and just being able to teach people this amazing communication, especially our HD community. Um, when I went to Orlando and Jacksonville and I finally was able to meet Katie in person and to see these beautiful children, these H juvenile HD children, I cannot tell you. I walked out of there and it was such a bittersweet moment. And I was hoping um, to be able to reach to the community so that these mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters can have this communication with those children and with our loved ones that have HD and, and all the other diseases. So that alone is just everything. So yeah, the JHD portion is amazing, isn't it? Just, uh, you know, just to think adult onset is tough enough, but then to see children who are so resilient and so strong um, deal with it is an amazing Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I walked out of there and I was on such a high and just to see what Katie, what you guys all have done for these children, that was just amazing. It's, I want to be able to continue to give back to you guys because that just is so important and nobody would understand it if they are, a lot of us looking on the outside that don't see it, none of us can understand the impact and what these people are going through and I know what I've gone through. I made a choice many years ago to not have children because I did not want to pass on HD. And um, back when it was within my mindset of having children, it was $25,000, $30,000 just to go through the IBS process. And it was something I couldn't afford. And now it just blows my mind to see how many people have stepped forward. And now that there's organizations out there helping people be able to have children that um, were this finally stops in, the, in our families and that we have the ability to do that. But while we don't, let's try to do what we can for these families to make them comfortable and make them happy and keep the communication alive and, and just the love and, and more importantly, hope. There's, those are two things that nobody can take away from, of us, from us. So that's so important. Right. It provides a, it provides another aspect of quality of life, right? It's communication technique. <laughs> That, that our community has not had, or, you know, they really, we tend to be a very negative in, in certain aspects, right? Advanced stages, it's hard, don't get me wrong. I understand, I was there for my dad, but we tend to forget that there are ways that we can adapt and provide that better quality of life. And this is that option, that's one of these options. And that's what's so amazing is providing another aspect of quality of life. So I absolutely will help you in whatever way I can. Um, certainly let me know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving of course, of course. time and for sharing our story. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hate to say I'm, I'm sorry for everything that you've gone through, but obviously everything that you've gone through makes you who you are too and gives you the strength. And so I can see that. I can see that strength in you and um, what an amazing person you are. Um, by the way, we're doing this via Zoom, which is why I say I can see it. <laughs> because I can see her. Uh, but 
you know, it's just, it's very visual, like I can, very visible. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry for the losses that you've experienced, but I also am very grateful that you've taken those losses and you've turned them into this. Thank you. I'm sorry for your losses as well. That's one thing as our HD community, um, we can all understand what we're all going through together. Um, I run our local support group and have for many years. This support group started in my living room when I was in high school because there was the only one around was um, over an hour away. And I was very reluctant to be involved because I was looking at these people and knowing that that was my future and possibly what was going to happen to my mother and then also myself and possibly my siblings. So I was really standoffish at the beginning and then I knew I needed to get involved because I needed to do everything I could to help my mom. So um, little did I know that this support group would land in my lap after um, my mom had passed away and then after my father had gotten sick, he had been the driving force of that. Um, my father really stepped up, put the bottle down. I don't know how he was able to overcome um, being an alcoholic and really just being there for us as a family and then running the support group in um, I feel like I had to do all of this in honor and memory of my mom and honor of my dad. And I have to tell you that as hard as Huntington's is, and as I'm, um, excuse me for a lack of better words, as much as uh, this disease sucks, I have met some of the most amazing people. And I have some of the best friends that came out of this. And had I not had Huntington's in my life, these people wouldn't be in my, they wouldn't be in my world. They wouldn't be in my heart. They, um, I, I just, so many people pop to my head as I'm saying this out loud. And um, I can't imagine having gone through this life any other way. So as much as it's hard, let's try to take these lemons and turning them into lemonade and um, doing the best that we can. So I 100% agree. Thank you. I 100% agree with all of that. And what are your parents' names? Let's let's share their names so we can definitely keep mother, them. Thank you. My mother's name was Paula and my father's name was Gus. Paula and Gus. So we will absolutely think of them and honor them as we check out your website and get you to, uh, to the manufacturers you need to be and um, get you supporting people buying. Like that's that's huge. Thank you so much. You have me cheering up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just so glad I got to talk to you. I'm glad that uh, Katie set us up. And a lot of people don't realize everything that Katie and Katrina do behind the scenes um, and how much they give. And, um, you know, they see Help for HD, the organization, but they don't realize that the two people behind the organization now, Katie and Katrina, and how much they do personally, flying out to help people who are you know, in need, um, making sure that people get, you know, the funds that they need, the food that they need. Uh, you know, we've had hurricanes and all kinds of other things, you know, natural disasters, and Katie and Katrina were there to help. Um, they are constantly working um, to help from the time they wake up in the morning to the time they go to sleep. And they have their own HD stories, right. you know, and they're dealing with with HD2 in their lives, and yet they're helping everybody, um, and they don't say anything about it or expect anything from it. So, big shout out to them. So glad that they introduced us. 
Absolutely. Yes, I agree. And from the moment I, the first conversation I had with Katie, I called her my HD angel and she certainly is. And to see what she has done is amazing. Um, I am just blown away by her and, and Katrina and it was such a pleasure to meet them. And I hope that's not many, the first of many, and I hope to meet you in person one day and um, let's just take this world and, and the HD that's in it and let's make the best of this bad situation as good as we can and help all of, just help everyone around and share our hearts and share our love. And that's just the most important thing that we can do during these hard times. So absolutely. I'm going to end on that note because that can't be a better place to end. Like that's perfect. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Laura. Thank you, Lauren. I really appreciate it. Um, before we completely sign off, I just want to bring up that um, next Monday, the 28th, is Rare Disease Day, and we are considered a rare disease, so it is um, a great idea to take advantage of that and be able to spread awareness about HD. If you need any help with that, there are tons of websites. I'm happy to share them with you, um, but there's a whole rare disease community out there that they're supporting us as well. So make sure to take advantage of that. Look into Rare Disease Day and, and be willing to, um, to even just look at the stories, just see what it's about, um, even if you don't wanna participate because you realize that there are rare diseases that are going through the same things as us. And so um, they know, they know what it's like. They know what it's like to fight. So um, take advantage of that. Um, we will have, last week we were unable to do our show with Seth and DJ, um, but we will have that show coming up in March, and we will have the CEO of Prolenia coming on to talk with us um, as well about the stuff that they're doing for HD, um, so look forward to March, and until then, love you guys and take care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.